Watch ye, for ye know not when the master of the house cometh, at even, or at midnight, or at the cock crowing, or in the morning, lest coming suddenly he find you sleeping. Let us humbly confess our sins unto Almighty God. Almighty and most merciful Father, we have erred and strayed from thy ways like lost sheep. We have followed too much the devices and desires of our own hearts. We have offended against thy holy laws. We have left undone those things which we ought to have done, and we have done those things which we ought not to have done, and there is no health in us. But thou, O Lord, have mercy upon us, miserable offenders. Bear thou those, O God, who confess their faults. Restore thou those who are penitent, according to thy promises declared unto mankind in Christ Jesus our Lord. And grant, O most merciful Father, for his sake, that we may hereafter live a godly, righteous, and sober life. To the glory of thy holy name. Amen. The Almighty and merciful Lord grant you absolution and remission of all your sins, through repentance, amendment of life, and the grace and consolation of his Holy Spirit. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouth shall show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Psalm 51, page 403. Have mercy upon me, O God, after thy great goodness. According to the multitude of thy mercies, do away mine offenses. Wash me thoroughly from my wickedness, and cleanse me from my sin. For I acknowledge my faults, and my sin is ever before me. Against thee only have I sinned, and done this evil in thy sight, that thou mightest be justified in thy saying, and clear when thou shalt judge. Behold, I was shapen in wickedness, and in sin hath my mother conceived me. But lo, thou requirest truth in the inward parts, and shalt make me to understand wisdom secretly. Thou shalt purge me with hyssop, and I shall be clean. Thou shalt wash me, and I shall be whiter than snow. Thou shalt make me hear of joy and gladness, that the bones which thou hast broken may rejoice. Turn thy face from my sins, and put out all my misdeeds. Make me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from thy presence, and take not thy Holy Spirit from me. O give me the comfort of thy help again, and establish me with thy free spirit. Then shall I teach thy ways unto the wicked, and sinners shall be converted unto thee. Deliver me from blood guiltiness, O God, thou that art the God of my health, and my tongue shall sing of thy righteousness. Thou shalt open my lips, O Lord, and my mouth shall show thy praise. For thou desirest no sacrifice, else would I give it thee, but thou delightest not in burnt offerings. Sacrifice of God is a troubled spirit. A broken and contrite heart, O God, shalt thou not despise. 
O be favorable and gracious unto Zion, build thou the walls of Jerusalem. Then shalt thou be pleased with the sacrifice of righteousness, with the burnt offerings and oblations. Then shall they offer young bullocks upon thine altar. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here begins the 26th chapter of the book of Isaiah. In that day this song will be sung in the land of Judah. We have a strong city. God will appoint salvation for walls and bulwarks. Open the gates, that the righteous nation which keeps the truth may enter in. You will keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on you, because he trusts in you. Trust in the Lord forever, for in Yah the Lord is everlasting strength. For he brings down those who dwell on high, the lofty city, he lays it low, he lays it low to the ground, he brings it down to the dust. The foot shall tread it down, the feet of the poor, and the steps of the needy. The way of the just is uprightness, O most upright, you weigh the path of the just. Yes, in the way of your judgments, O Lord, we have waited for you. The desire of our soul is for your name and for the remembrance of you. With my soul I have desired you in the night. Yes, by my spirit within me I will seek you early. For when your judgments are in the earth, the inhabitants of the world will learn, will learn righteousness. Let grace be shown to the wicked, yet he will not learn righteousness. In the land of uprightness he will deal unjustly, and will not behold the majesty of the Lord. Lord, when your hand is lifted up, they will not see, but they will see and be ashamed for their envy of people. Yes, the fire of your enemies shall devour them. Lord, you will establish peace for us, for you have also done all our works in us. O Lord our God, masters beside you have had dominion, have had dominion over us, but by you only we make mention of your name. They are dead, they will not live, they are deceased, they will not rise. Therefore you have punished and destroyed them, and made all their memory to perish. You have increased the nation, O Lord, you have increased the nation. You are glorified, you have expanded all the borders of the land. Here ends the first lesson. O Emmanuel, our King and Lawgiver, the desire of all nations, and their Savior, come and save us, O Lord our God. My soul doth magnify the Lord, and my spirit hath rejoiced in God my Savior, for he hath regarded the lowliness of his handmaiden. For behold, from henceforth all generations shall call me blessed. For he that is mighty hath magnified me, and holy is his name. And his mercy is on them that fear him throughout all generations. He hath showed strength with his arm. He hath scattered the proud in the imagination of their hearts. He hath put down the mighty from their seat, and hath exalted the humble and meek. He hath filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he hath sent empty away. He, remembering his mercy, hath holpen his servant Israel, as he promised to our forefathers Abraham and his seed forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. O Emmanuel, our King and Lawgiver, the desire of all nations and their Savior, come and save us, O Lord our God. Here begins the 14th verse of the third chapter of 2 Timothy. 
but you must continue in the things which you have learned and been assured of, knowing from whom you have learned them, and that from childhood you have known the holy scriptures, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith which is in Jesus Christ. All scripture is given by inspiration of God, and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. I charge you, therefore, before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who will judge the living and the dead at his appearing in his kingdom, preach the word, be ready in season and out of season, convince, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and teaching, for the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but according to their own desires, because they have itching ears, they will heap up for themselves teachers, and they will turn their ears away from the truth, and be turned aside to fables. But you, be watchful in all things, endure afflictions, do the work of an evangelist, fulfill your ministry. For I am already being poured out as a drink offering, and the time of my departure is at hand. I have fought the good fight, I have finished the race, I have kept the faith. Finally, there is laid up for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will give to me on that day, and not to me only, but also to all who have loved his appearing. Here ends the second lesson. Lord, now lettest thou thy servant depart in peace, according to thy word. For mine eyes have seen thy salvation, which thou hast prepared before the face of all people, be a light to lighten the Gentiles, and to be the glory of thy people Israel. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell, the third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O Lord, save the state. And mercifully hear us when we call upon thee. And do thy ministers with righteousness. And make thy chosen people joyful. O Lord, save thy people. And bless thine inheritance. Give peace in our time, O Lord. For it is thou, Lord, only that makest us dwell in safety. O God, may clean our hearts within us and take not thy Holy Spirit from us. O Almighty God, who has committed to the hands of men the ministry of reconciliation, we humbly beseech thee by the inspiration of thy Holy Spirit to put it into the hearts of many to offer themselves for this ministry, that thereby mankind may be drawn to thy blessed kingdom, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O Lord Jesus Christ, who at thy first coming did send thy messenger to prepare thy way before thee, Grant that the ministers and stewards of thy mysteries may likewise so prepare and make ready thy way by turning the hearts of the disobedient to the wisdom of the just, that at thy second coming to judge the world we may be found an acceptable people in thy sight. 
who livest and reignest with the Father and the Holy Spirit, ever one God, world without end. Amen. O Almighty God, give us grace that we may cast away the works of darkness and put upon us the armor of light. Now in the time of this mortal life in which thy Son, Jesus Christ, came to visit us in great humility, that in the last day when he shall come again in glorious majesty to judge both the quick and the dead, we may rise to the life immortal through him who liveth and reigneth with thee and the Holy Ghost, now and ever. Amen. O God, from whom all holy desires, all good counsels, and all just works do proceed, give unto thy servants that peace which the world cannot give, that our hearts may be set to obey thy commandments, and also that by thee, we being defended from the fear of our enemies, may pass our time in rest and quietness through the merits of Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. Lighten our darkness, we beseech thee, O Lord, and by thy great mercy defend us from all perils and dangers of this night, for the love of thy only Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Good evening to all. A couple of brief thoughts about our lessons tonight. We are uh, in the last full week of Advent we'll have this year. Um, we are also in the third week, which focuses on the ministry of St. John the Baptist. And we are also in the Ember Days, uh, which focus on the, um, or the church's prayers for the calling up of new ministers for the church. Um, and uh, tonight we get uh, a trio of lessons that help us to enter into maybe one of the, the harder to wrangle with aspects of ministry in the church. And that is that very often uh, many people do not want to hear the gospel uh, and do not want to hear, uh, uh, to hear that Jesus is Lord. Um, and this isn't just uh, the, the kind of um, the matter of uh, this isn't a matter of, you know, presenting the gospel in an un, in an uncompelling and, and unwinsome way. Uh, this is instead really the fact that the gospel proclaims the end of this world uh, and anything that is um, that has hitched itself to the ongoing um, greatness of the world uh, and the perfectibility of the world um, is going to resist the message that that is coming to an end. Um, uh, in Psalm 51 tonight, we get the posture of one um, uh, really uh, that shapes our night, our evening prayer, shapes our daily prayer. Uh, several of these verses are both in morning and evening prayer every single day. And the, this, the Psalm of Psalm 51 as a penitential psalm is a call on us to return to a uh, to a relation uh, before God, a relation to God, and a posture of the heart um, that is that. It willingly acknowledges the end of our world, um, that we may begin in God's world. Uh, and this is tricky because Psalm 51 is um, focuses on the city of Jerusalem as um, the place where, where heaven and earth are said to overlap with each other um, and the things that take place there. And it's almost more difficult in a way to pray this prayer when the outward you know, trappings of life are so you know, focused around um, the worship of God that one can think, well, of course, life is going the way it's supposed to. Of course, we're where we're, we are where we are supposed to be right now, um, because you know we're 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 conducting the sacrifices, we're conducting the worship, we're you know we're being this you know city on a hill for the whole land, um, and yet uh, consistently that it can be it is shown in the Psalms and in the history of Israel that this is not always the case. In fact, this is not often the case. Um, and so, it, you know, as the psalm is prayed there, it's prayed by the king in the heart of Jerusalem, in the heart of the land, in the heart of the cosmos. 
And so this is significant because it says even there, even where things are, you know, said to be the kind of the, the pinnacle where they can be um, religiously speaking on earth, this prayer needs to be prayed in order for these things to still go on. We still have to pray even among the holy things for the end of the way that we would use them uh, in order to be able to receive their benefit and receive them as they are. Um, I made the mistake tonight, um, uh, and it is my own uh, most grievous fault that I included the Isaiah 26 lesson rather than the Jeremiah 26 lesson. Uh, it's just a, some hasty typing there. Um, they do um, interact with each other in a really um, excellent way, though. Isaiah 26 points out this um, this kind of critical problem of the heart among the among the, the leaders of Jerusalem. Um, and is warning them to to sort of break this habit of the heart and to and to allow God to break the hardness of the heart, um, and it's doing so in this kind of poetic, prophetic language. Um, but then Jeremiah will come later on in Jeremiah 26, and he'll give us a prophecy against those same people, you know, uh, years down the road, uh, indicating that they have not done that thing. Um, and Jeremiah 26 is proclaiming a doom over the city of Jerusalem because they have not. Um, they have not um, reached the end of their own uh, their own hearts in order that they may receive their hearts again in a new way from God. And so they continue to project themselves all over this, um, all over what should belong to the Lord and to all of the Lord's faithful covenant people. Um, and as a result, the thing has become corrupted. And now God is going to judge it by stripping it from the land in order to raise it up again. And so... Uh, as we get into the uh, second lesson for tonight from Second Timothy, this is St. Paul's warning to St. Timothy that, um, that this will continue to be um, a problem um, in, in, the, in, the, in the church. And you have to remember Paul, the kind of converted rabbi, is refle always reflecting on his own people's extensive history of, of striving with God and struggling with God. Um, as he is looking at um, leading the early church and and now uh, you know uh, ordaining the first bishops of that church uh, among whom are saint timothy uh, and so as he tells timothy you know beware in the in these last days you know the days of of, of christ the days of the church uh, you, people are going to do anything except hear the simple truth um, that jesus is lord this world is ending the kingdom is at hand uh, and they will do whatever it takes to resist this and so um, what we can expect is um, in the Christian life is we can't expect it to yield a kind of worldly success. We can't expect it to yield a, a kind of outcome that, uh, and a met that by which we can measure with a kind of metric of success in term that, that, that is applicable to other things. We have to look at our success in the Christian life along a, an almost inverted kind of metric here. And what St. Paul points to is you know, is he, he's like, he doesn't kind of say, look at all these, you know, look at all these people that, you know, I've converted, look at all these churches I founded, look at all this, you know, this work that I've done, all these missions I have gone on, all this, you know, ministry and theology I've written. Instead, he, you know, kind of goes in, interior in some of his last words in the epistles in the whole New Testament. He says, you know, I have fought the good fight. I have kept the faith. I have run the race. Um, and there's this kind of a return again to that posture of the psalmist in 51 of, have I kept the faith? Have I run the race? Have I done what was set before me? Um, and not looking at what is the apparent success of that thing, um, but rather looking at, have I done the thing the Lord has given me to do, um, even if it looked like I was kind of a loser uh, in the midst of doing it? Um, that is the kind of hard lesson. And this last of the ember, day, or the second to the last of these ember days is, 
um, it may be that the most successful ministries among us are those that look the least successful sometimes. And it may be that the most fruitful Christian life is one that in certain times looks like a complete disaster. Um, and so it's a sign of good hope for us, but it's also a call. Come back daily again to those prayers. Make in me a clean heart, O God. Renew a right spirit within me. Open my lips and I will proclaim your praise. A few thoughts for us tonight. We'll conclude tonight with our intercession on page 590. Accept, O Lord, our intercessions for all mankind. Let the light of thy gospel shine upon all nations. May as many as have received it live as becomes it. Be gracious unto thy church and grant that every member of the same in his vocation and ministry may serve thee faithfully. Bless all in authority over us and so rule their hearts and strengthen their hands that they may punish wickedness and vice and maintain thy true religion and virtues. Give grace, O Heavenly Father, to all bishops. Send down thy blessings, temporal and spiritual, upon all our relations, friends, and neighbors. Reward all who have done us good, and pardon all those who have done or wish us evil, and give them repentance and better minds. Be merciful unto all who are in any trouble. And do thou, the God of pity, administer to them according to their several necessities. For his sake, who went about doing good, thy Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. O God of peace, who has promised us that in returning in rest we shall be saved, in quietness and in confidence shall be our strength. By the might of thy Spirit, lift us, we pray thee, to thy presence, where we may be still, and know that thou art God, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. Thank you all so much for being here tonight. It's a pleasure to be with you. Thanks to Aaliyah, my co-leader. Have a wonderful evening. Thank you, Father Hayden. About that grievous fault, Father. I wish my <laughs> grievous faults were... Uh... <laughs> I You're very gracious, okay. Elizabeth. <laughs> Thank you. Good night, everybody. Have a good day. Good night, everyone. Good evening.